but it sobered me up to see you. And I was like, dude, what I, is am this not, guy doing? I am yeah. not at this level. <laughs> Jesus Christ, he's going to start crying. <laughs> I do get pretty emotional. I wouldn't even I know drunk. what to do at that point because I couldn't, like, if you started crying, I couldn't feel sympathy for you. Small Talks Podcast. I'm your host, Austin Roach, and today I'm flying solo. That's right, me, me by myself. No Charlie Lord today. He ditched me. He said, hey man, do it on your own. I don't want to be there today. I'm not feeling it. And I said, you know what, man? I could do it by myself. I don't need you. And then we got into a big fight. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, he's out on holiday today. I decided to give him the day off. Uh, he's out doing some stuff with his fam bam, spending good quality time as you do. So we're a family podcast over here. We understand that you got to do what you got to do, but that doesn't mean that we stop. We don't stop for nobody, even family. So luckily I have his doppelganger here in my own house and his name is Lauren Roach. And if you don't know Lauren Roach, it's okay, because in this podcast, we figure out just who Lauren Roach is. We talk about music, we talk about film, we talk about love, we talk about life experience, we talk about maturity, we talk about brotherhood, we get into some festival experiences, life-altering, changing moments within Lauren Roach's life Man, this intro by yourself is just not as fun or cool or easy. Let me tell you, I'm in a room by myself talking into a microphone, wondering, am I saying what I'm supposed to be saying right now? I'm getting no affirmation from Charlie. He's not laughing at me. Lauren dipped. It's just me. What do solo podcasters do? This is what they do. They just sit in a room and say, I'm going to talk now and you're going to listen. Doesn't, I don't know. It doesn't seem, doesn't seem fun to me. I'm very lonely right now. This is a very lonely experience. (sighs) Kind of sad. Well, I'll stop talking. But before I go, the song that you just heard, it's called Think. It's coming out this Friday. This podcast airs on Tuesday. That means the song is coming out on Friday. Wherever you stream your music, Spotify, iTunes, Apple Music, SoundCloud, YouTube, whatever. It's going to be there. It's coming out on Don't Buy These Records. It's our record label that we started. Look at that. We make records and we put them out ourselves. Loro featuring Nemo. I think that's how he says his name. Parker Nemo. He's the graphic design artist for the cover art for Lauren's song. um, And he's also the collaborator on the record. So look to stream that. If you don't follow Loro, 
You can find him on Instagram. You can find him on Twitter. You can find him on TikTok at Loro Sounds. You can also find Parker at Parker.Nemo, N-I-M-M-O, on Instagram. I don't know if he's on anything else, but he has some pretty cool art. (sighs) All right, well, I'm done with this uh, solo thing. Hopefully I never have to do this again. Anyway, thanks for tuning in to the Big Small Talks pod. Appreciate y'all. Have a great week. It's big small talks with Jockey B and you. It's big small talks BSing with the group. It's big small talks expanding points of view. It's big small talks. It's big small talk. That's good. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> I'm like just blowing my ears. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but in recording one, they they teach you um, how mics are made and what they do, and then what speakers are made of. And just going through like two or three weeks of lecture about that, I still don't know how that shit fucking works. <laughs> It's like, well, it, it's like a magnet. It attracts sound and then it, um, and then you're able to like, you know, uh, to communicate it. Like you're able to see it in like a different like medium. And yeah. You're just like. How? Like, yeah. What the fuck? Is it, is it recording one? Yeah. Recording one. And they have to go, cause it's like, it's such a big thing, but they have to say it in such a concise, um, like, okay, I'm just going to tell you the, the. Generic. Like the trailer version of this right and then i hope that you just know these questions that i'm going to give you the answers for and then we can move on yeah well it's like foundational knowledge because when i was in that class i memorized it took the test went out the door like you know what i'm saying like didn't retain any of the knowledge whatsoever um which is frustrating because now what it's been like six six seven years ish since i've been in school and I wish I remembered all that stuff. I'm in it right now, and it's just it's <laughs> fucking it's just going out. Um, and because it's because you want to like understand everything about it, right? Like you, and I think they know that that's not possible with most people. So yeah. they're like, well, that's why we got to just brush through this and just have you pass, right? And then maybe in 20 years when you grow a ponytail yeah, and then you're working on rock, like, you know, psychedelic rock records, like, yeah. then like you could kind of get it. Then you'll understand. But don't worry about that right now. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I'm kind of figuring that out. Well, cause it's all field work, you know, it's hands-on like education. Like once you <laughs> get into a studio and they're like, Hey, do this. And you're like, what? And you kind of just got to fake I, it till you I'll make it. I'll be bummed like once I like start working for like, um, like. <laughs> industry stuff that i don't have a guy with a ponytail like i like i'm gonna look for one if they're all just straight edge i'm like no like, yeah this isn't it yeah because i want some guy that just has a like a necklace uh-huh just of um, something that he got a medallion yeah something that was passed to him by another guy with yeah a, with a ponytail yeah and you're hoping that you get that medallion next and then maybe having that medallion will uh, enable me to grow a ponytail yeah 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 <laughs> which i wasn't able your, to do before. your hair will uh randomly become straight and you'll it'll actually not grow out it'll grow down that's right and then i'll just like want to keep like i'll just pay attention to metals look at this oh my gosh this feels like uh, aluminum you know start liking the crystals and the rocks and stuff like i get it energy 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they must be, they must be doing something right. Um, I don't know. I don't like, know. Because like, like I've, I've, I've kind of seen it. I've observed it going to, going to raves and stuff. What the, the, the those crystals, type of people's crystals and yeah, energy and all that. It's like, I don't, I don't know if that can manifest like the positivity that they want, but maybe it's the placebo of like actually just right. thinking it's going to happen. Right. What do, what do you call that? It's um, when you manifest like fist positivity and like manifest something into existence. Type I guess thing. manifestation. Yeah. Like if you think it, it'll, it'll it's happen. The, it's that um, the law of attraction type thing. Where if you want it and you see it and you tell yourself you're going to get it, it will happen. You already have it. What's that book, The Secret? Mm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Dave Chappelle had a had a bit about it. It oh, was like yeah. one of his first uh, sets back, like from being on hiatus at the Laugh Factory in like 2009. Okay. Um, he's like, you know, I just like I heard this, I heard this or this book, and it you know talked about you know positive symmetry. If you think it'll happen. You know, it will happen. He's like, well, he's like, bitch, just go back, go to Africa. Tell, <laughs> tell those little kids. He's like, boy, just, you know, manifest in your mind some mashed potatoes and it'll happen. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Oh, uh, man. Like, that's a- he's been coming out with some stuff recently, huh? It's more like, uh, it's not so much comedy, though. It's more, I think he's taking on a, almost like a grandfather type of uh, outlook perspective on things because i feel like he almost is being like a a voice of reason to a lot of people that pay attention to him yeah well and he understands that people like understand that that he is like someone to 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 listen to right um it's smart that for the whole comedy century or for the netflix thing that he got a show because if you think about it there's a whole generation of kids that don't know what, what the he's doing. They just yeah. know the Chappelle that's that was on Netflix, right. like the, the the specials, and that's all they right. know of him. Where we, it's like we, it was from the show, right? Um, so that's that's pretty smart. On yeah, his part. yeah. He, uh, I don't think he had anything to do with it though, because Comedy Central. Yeah, because he um, he was on SNL, and it, in his monologue, he brought up the fact that. Um, Netflix was now playing his show again and that he's not getting any money off of it. Mm. So he's like, but like he didn't, he didn't seem bitter about it because I don't think he cares anymore. Okay. And, and that would just kind boost of like his, to your point. Exactly. Yeah, it just boost his exactly. popularity. Like, to your point, like I don't think he cares about the money because he's good on the money. But if anything, it's a free advertisement like you were saying. Because I've never, I've actually never watched that show from beginning to end and I'm watching it now. I'm on season two. And yeah. some of those skits, dude, are just so good, and they're so low budget too. I didn't. Mm-hmm. I guess I never really understood or realized how low budget they were. Well, at the time, I mean, it, it's still like millions of dollars, but yeah, yeah, but, for sure, <clears throat> yeah. But definitely, it's not like a like a like a like twenty four or you know some action packed right. uh, sitcom or whatever, right? Um, but it was just like one of the f- real ones that really broke the barriers of of racial prejudice and then these ideas but then have it in the in the in the scope of like a black guy right. like to really portray it so because that's just like a 
for a viewer it makes it okay so like if you're in a in a room right with like with a person from every race and a chinese guy says like a joke about black people you're kind of like oh you know like you you get more on the defensive but then when the black guy says it mm -hmm. then it's like kind of okay okay so to see that play for like the first time mm -hmm. like that made a big big dent big impact yeah i i'm still watching it but yeah the just some of the skits are the 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 one that i liked so far that i hadn't seen or known about was the odweeds one odweeds it's uh do you know what odules is the um non-alcoholic beer oh yeah, yeah yeah and it's like it starts off with like a, a wife breastfeeding her her kid and she's just like you know does your does your husband have a problem with smoking marijuana like is it non-stop like that da, 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 da. it's like well you know, look no further. And she pulls out this bag of it's, it's Odweeds. Mm -hmm. And it's the same logo as Odules, but it says Odweeds. And then it like cuts over to Dave Chappelle on the same couch as her. And he's just like, I love Odweeds. And he pulls a bong out and he just, you know, hips it and he, whatever. And he goes, shotgun, little buddy. And then the baby comes out. The mom just holds, it's mm -hmm. like clearly a, a, a plastic like baby doll. And he just blows the smoke in, in the face. And, <laughs> and both the parents are like, ah, oh, dweeds. Like, it's just so stupid, but it's so funny. It's a good idea. Yeah. Have you gotten to the episode about um, in the studio? It's like the puff, it's like a uh, parody of a puff daddy. Have you gotten there yet? <sighs> I don't think so. Oh, I won't spoil it. Yeah, don't spoil yeah. it yet. <laughs> yeah. Dave Chappelle show, everybody. It's on Netflix now. Check it out if you haven't. It's yeah, so like, funny. It's, I, I, cause I, I met some people that never watch a show either. Yeah. I was like, dude, this is like part of like fucking history. And Would you say that this is part of the reason why you even got into like wanting to write and comedy and stuff? Um, or what was like your, for those of you that don't know, <laughs> this is not Charlie today. <laughs> this, <laughs> this is yeah, uh, this is a little different. This is a little similar, like, a very similar, I guess. Yeah. Looking he, and speaking person. Yeah. Of. He, uh, he's filling in. I don't know where Charlie's at today. Charlie is off doing something with his family, and uh, he wasn't going to be able to make it. And he actually suggested that Lauren fill in. So welcome, everybody. Lauren Roach, my brother, to the Big Small Talks podcast. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for having me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, thanks for... Um, thanks for uh, Showing up on such short notice. I know it's hard for you to get right, out here. Right, I was downstairs. <laughs> <laughs> so far away. Yeah. And this is the, so we're in Austin's room, and this is where we uh, recorded our first podcast. And um, we started drinking Jamie, <laughs> and we just got fucked up. Where Austin, like, it, and in turn, it was like where, like, it was one of those where somebody's drunk, but then it just goes to another, another level. And I just remember you were talking about a story from work that you've told me before. Uh huh. So I was just kind of giving you this, like, kind of like I was just I was trying to be attentive to right. like really caring what you were saying, but I was just like, when is he gonna just shut up? Like, just fall on the floor or yeah. something? Yeah. Did you ever record or uh, re keep that? It's there somewhere, I'm sure. Oh, that yeah. I ended up throwing up that day. I'm yeah. pretty sure in the bathroom. Good. Yeah. yeah. Good. <laughs> yeah, that was. Um, yeah, we went a little too hard with that podcast. Well, it's, I guess, <laughs> it's good but idea. it's like it's a good idea. But I just, yeah, like I wonder because we've drank we've drank a hundred times before, so I just, I it's just weird how it just had flipped. I don't, I'm, I don't know. Maybe I didn't eat that day. I don't know. It was just a bunch of Jameson. Got excited. 
went yeah, way too hard. Drinking too fast. Yeah. Or... Usually I sip on it and I was just, we, I mean, we what finished the bottle probably. No. It was pretty close. Yeah. It wasn't, yeah, it wasn't the bottle, but it was, cause I, I felt, I felt just relatively drunk. Buzz. Oh. I just, I was at the cusp, but, <laughs> but it sobered me up to see you. And I was like, dude, what I, is am, this not, guy I doing? am not yeah. at this level. <laughs> Jesus Christ. He's going to start crying. <laughs> I do get pretty emotional. I wouldn't even I know drunk. what to do at that point. Cause I couldn't, like, if you started crying, I couldn't feel sympathy for you. Cause right, I'm like, this so is stupid. not something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Would I be angry? Would I just leave? <laughs> Because, like, I don't even remember what I was saying. Like, if I was... Because I just let you talk. Like, I didn't, I, I didn't yeah. interrupt you. And, right. Yeah. yeah I've gotten... I think I've gotten better at my ranting. But also, I don't really drink on this podcast much. We have yeah, before. Helpful. We have before. But it's slight. You know, we don't we don't get crazy, crazy. Because the, the thing that I noticed, too, even, like, with smoking, is that even though I get kind of creative and I get kind of loose, I, I lose my sense of speech my sense of cohesive thoughts, um, my memory for what I've said before already and what I haven't. And, so, if, and if the other person starts laughing and you start laughing, then it's right. like game over. Game over. It's like Which that's, that's totally fine. I'm cool with like, you know, breaking that. But yeah, just drinking too, too much. Because the, the podcast that me and my brother were doing, it was, uh, we were doing like a pregame podcast. It started off in here in the, in the room. But then we started doing um, pregame podcasts podcast where we would just sit in the car before shows that we were going to or uh concerts or anything like that and we would just have conversations getting wasted yeah before the shows yeah it was pretty i mean it wasn't like as extreme as that sounds like oh from the beginning we start and then by the end like we're fucked up it wasn't like that yeah, but yeah. um i mean we were able to walk into the uh establishment without yeah, I mean, if you're you gonna know. if you're gonna drink, I mean, at least like do it well. Yeah, you know, like don't just drink like two beers and see how how it's going. Like, right. you know, we're strategic. We're men. We're, men. we're strategic about it. <laughs> yeah, so that was uh, short lived, but it was it was fun. I enjoyed them. Yeah, maybe we'll bring. It was back a good experiment. Like it to, to just kind of get to what it is. Like we're where we're at now. Yeah. Well, and then just. Like mesh, like chemistry too. Like I feel like because like we're just so close, mm -hmm. like well, it's not like we would really be entertaining or funny. No, like we would just be more like kind of like right, like just right now, like yeah. just more of like serious, almost like if we're just talking alone, conversational, like not having a gist of like how to be entertaining, which right. you kind of have to do, right? You know, yeah. I mean, I think. I think it's different too, like kind of like what you're saying is when it's a friend, just because it's not like that, su such a close person to you. Um, they're just, I mean, because I'm sure that if you got into a room with like Parker, for example, um, it would the energy level would elevate, you know. And if like Charlie was here, probably the energy level would elevate. Our friend Nick, you know what I'm saying? There's just for whatever reason. And then because you and me are just like brothers so close, not that the energy's low and that we don't make mm -hmm. each other laugh or entertain each other. It's just kind of more a matter of fact. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like, a, and like, I've never been like, um, like, or, uh, like upset by that or disappointed. Like, no. oh, we can't like, um, you know, 
like be be like that but no that's fine yeah and it's all good yeah there was a issues with audio too like i really like doing this now because it sounds so much better what what was the difference before well because we were using those little lavalier mics remember oh yeah that we just plug into the phone yeah it was like basically a phone yeah it was probably probably our phones now probably sound way better than than those speaker those mics did well because those mics were so sensitive remember we would just connect it to the phone and then put the the mic in the middle of the car because we yeah, tried put it like yeah on the... yeah we tried putting it on our shirts but then it would just distort <laughs> mm. so i was like well what's the point of that because it said shirt lavalier mic which is basically like you know like what you would see on tv when people you know just have them clipped to their shirts but didn't work out that way at all yeah it was super loud so we just used one yeah i still fine. i still have some of the the podcasts on my soundcloud for some reason <laughs> Some of them, <laughs> on but your, only on your low row sounds page. Yeah. Um, speaking of pages, <laughs> um, a new track is coming out. Oh, we're plugging right now. Next Friday, new low rows. Do you go by low row sounds or just low row? Just low row. Low so, row. But it it is confusing though because some people thought have thought it's low row sounds. It's the same thing when I had a Roach music. Everybody I just, I just but I just, music. but those mo- those people are people that don't are, don't follow or don't pay attention to pages because it's like, uh, like there's like you know, Eptic dubs or you know, like they just yeah. put that. That's just a tag. Right. And people are like, oh, I thought that was Eptic dubs. It's like no, it's just no. Eptic. Okay. Yeah. Just well, because then because it it depends on who has your username too, right? Because I'm sure Loro was just already taken, so you just had to come up with something else. You didn't yeah. want to be Loro Beats. <laughs> no, no, because that makes me think that like that I, I'm trying to make hip hop for like Sesame Street or something. I'm, you'd be against that if Sesame Street came up to you. I was like, "Yo, we'll give you a paycheck. Just make our our music." I was like, "I don't I know how to spell that well." <laughs> so it might be yeah. like in it's yeah because it, like I guess like well what like what I'm thinking now I would do. Uh, um, the count, you know, like the okay. numbers, and make it like the scary, like ooh, <laughs> like some, like some, like dark trap. Yeah, <laughs> but with one, two, ooh, two three, four bitches, ah, <laughs> something, something like that. Um, so yeah, hey, I mean, now that seems like a good idea. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sesame Street, Sesame Street dubs, low row sounds. Wet ass pussy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How can make a make make a merger, but um, yeah, no, I'm uh, releasing a song with uh, my friend Parker, who I started it with, um, and he also does the cover art for all my my tracks. He's a graphic design art artist as well. Nice. Um, but how this song came about is, I thought it would be fun. Um, so okay, here's I guess like the the root of it. Um. I think it's entertaining to watch people that don't know anything about something like talk about like they do and try to justify it. Okay. So um, I thought, so that's like what makes me laugh and then it's fun to portray that. So I thought it would be fun for me and Parker to be like fictional characters just to talk about something. And then it happened to be in the moment about a Tiger King. Oh, okay. Or yeah, Tiger yeah, King. Yeah. So we just recorded ourselves for like nine minutes, and then I ended up chopping that mm. um, into a track, and then kind of making a story about it. Okay. So it's the song. It's like a kind of 
kind of down tempo and gets high tempo um, kind of bass music kind of thing. It's not necessarily dubstep, but there's definitely some dubstep qualities. Elements. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is that the sound that you came up with, was it together or was was Parker just involved in the recording of the audio between was the band? in banter? the recording of the audio and then in the beginning um, for the first chorus – um, we wrote most of the first chords. Like it, he laid the keys down. Okay. Um, and then he kind of helped with some of the drums, but I ended up just from that, like pretty much finishing the rest of the song. Okay. And would you say that the direction that this song went, is this something that you're going to continue moving forward with as far as like sound is going, or is it something that's just kind of random that you're doing? And is it like, are you... Do you see yourself, I guess, making this type of music that's coming out on Friday? Yeah, I think so. And it's gonna it's gonna be better executed for sure. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, it sounds good, and I'm really proud of it. But I know, like, that this was like a, a precursor for sure. Like, mm-hmm. just of getting a song done, seeing what I did good, seeing what I could do better, and mm-hmm. then executing it better. So right. I see with this and a lot of my songs and like songs that are coming out is that um, I like taking samples like mm-hmm. audio samples and then just turning it into into something um that like interprets in my head mm-hmm. so i like that kind of storytelling per yeah. se. nice what got you because for those that don't know my brother uh he actually was doing some film stuff he actually got his degree in in film, film. So like cinema cinema, cinema arts yeah and so what i guess let's go back to that what got you into film first since we were talking about like dave Chappelle and all this you know kind of stuff what got you into wanting to pursue a career in film and what was the career that you wanted in film that like made you go to that school well well when i was starting to consider it i was um going after my uh business business management like aa Right. And I was in the precursors, like just took a couple business classes. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just wasn't really happy with that. And then um, I started binge watching um, Whose Line Is It Anyway? Because it was <laughs> yeah. on YouTube. Like it was just yeah, on yeah. that, the UK one, the US. Mm. And then in the, this is when the, like 2014, and this is when YouTube recommended pages mm-hmm. um, started happening. Okay. So where like, you just look in the right, be like, oh, that looks interesting. Yeah. So I got to, um, uh, it just went to like Tina Fey mm-hmm. um, acting for uh, The Second City, which is like this improv theater that people go to to get on to um, SNL and all these places. And so I started looking at that. It's like long form improv. It's like longer scenes. Mm-hmm. And I started seeing comedians that I knew, I've seen before. So I was like, oh, that's interesting. And then seeing... Um, then I read her, her book because she was basically, you know, an artist and became a screenwriter and an actress and whatnot. Mm. And I kind of liked that road. I was like, oh, like, that's interesting. Like she did improv and then like did writing and stuff. Mm. So pretty much from that, that I, I was like, I think I'm going to change. And then mm. I changed to wanting to be a screenwriter. Mm. But the screenwriting I wanted to do was like, Seth Rogen films like Jay, right. Judd Apatow, like that kind of um, stuff that really connected with me. Yeah, growing up, mm-hmm. um, 
So yeah, I started doing that. But then by the end of it, by, so once I got out of Fullerton College, went to, went to Cal State Fullerton, I realized that that type of humor, like Seth Rogen and all that, was very small. Mm-hmm. And it didn't seem sustainable. Like, it didn't seem like I was going to be making that, which I was right, because you don't see any of that shit anymore. Right. Um. So, yeah. And would you pay that tribute to just, you know, where we're at, like, sociologically and culturally? Well, a lot of things happened in 2016. So I started listening to podcasts a lot more. Mm-hmm. And I started hearing stories about... um the industry and like how shady it is and how like it's just harder than you think to get to where you want to be. And then all the Harvey Weinstein things started coming out mm-hmm. and just, I don't know, just a bunch of that shit. And then um, I was taking a lot of acid. So I was just going, my mind was going into these kind of di- like uh, internal dialogues about about the world and stuff. And I was pretty much like, I was thinking like the entertainment industry was like super evil. Mm-hmm. I was like, why would I want to try for 10 years to maybe get to a place that I would think I would want to be. Mm-hmm. Um, but luckily at the same time, I had this huge uh, passion for, for music, for, um, for EDM music and stuff. So I was like, well, I kind of think I could maybe produce and maybe get into that world. So maybe I could just, do a 180 mm-hmm. while I'm not, you know, um, stroking my gray hair, mm-hmm. my gray pubes. So <laughs> I was like, before that, let me just um, see if I could just do this last thing. So yeah. that's what I'm currently in. Yeah. And so since that transition, are you happy with your decision? Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, um, I feel like I'm just, I'm, like I'm really honing in what I want to do mm-hmm. and I'm meeting more people that like I have a bigger connection with. Mm-hmm. And it's, I feel like when I was doing film, um, it was like, I sincerely thought I was doing what I wanted to do, but I just didn't put the the effort, mm-hmm. the true effort to really trying to be open to learning everything about it. Mm-hmm. Like I just wanted to write, you know, just dick jokes and stuff like that. Right. But you got to have the discipline to do everything else. So now going through that, I definitely have a, a bigger gist of um, the discipline, right. for sure. Well, and it probably changes, too, when you have an obsession for the thing that you're going for. Because I'd imagine just through knowing you and having conversations with you and and seeing what you were doing then versus what you're doing now, your obsession with music was still definitely prevalent within your film school. And it would be different if you were like constantly like watching films and taking notes and wanting to talk about all that. But you weren't really doing that. You were more doing that with the music stuff, like showing me music and have you heard this and you want to go to this show and like all this kind of stuff. So, I mean, I think even having that at the forefront, you know, of the music and you're, you're, you wanting to pursue it. Then once you start actually diving into it, you want to learn more and more and more and more. And then you just realize how endless the possibilities are with the technology and different instruments and different recording devices and techniques. And I mean, because once you get into it and you actually understand a little bit of the fundamentals, like microphones, for example, you like, I mean, you're pretty much set and you just keep going and you learn you're like self-taught at that point. Yeah, like, I mean, if you were to just to really try to or to get to know me or really just spend some time with me <clears throat> in the last 
like five years or so, mm-hmm. five, six years ago. And it's like, it's all about music. Like I just, I'll just go super nerdy on anything. Right. Like just about, about what I'm into. And then going to shows, like you could tell as well. Like I would go to shows with groups and, you know, like I would have to separate myself from yeah. people. Cause like, it's like, oh, there's some drama happening. <laughs> I'm fucking out. Yeah. Like I'm not <laughs> hugging anybody. I'm not gonna, you know, be on whose side. Yeah. And then like when I'm there too, like I for the most part, like I'm I'm usually especially in the last like two years or so, I'm in the same position. My hands are in my pockets or my hands are crossed mm. and I'm just nodding and yeah. I'm going, you know, like I'm definitely yeah. going with the beat, but yeah. you know, I'm just sitting there and I'm just like soaking in right the music. Like I'm You're studying. I'm yeah, I'm yeah. And especially now producing, I could visually hear, like I could, it's kind of a weird thing to say, but I could v- visually hear what the song is saying. Right. Like I could see the sine waves. I could see the drum patterns, the transients, um, the melodies. I could see it on the, on the piano roll. Mm-hmm. So I could see, so those things come more to light right. now. And then you throw in the DJing and the performing aspect. So I'm like just taking that in. Right. Um, so yeah and people know me like specifically like that to do that yeah you know yeah some people would do, apologize sometimes be like i'm sorry like you know you have to go through like see that with my friends like i know you're really into the music and you were here for that so i'm sorry like we were bothered to you and i'm like it's okay dude it's fine you don't yeah yeah i mean thanks for apologizing because you should have done that yeah but, um, but i thanks for coming up to yeah you. yeah but i would have done it regardless so yeah i don't give a fuck exactly <laughs> yeah i i remember uh just some of the shows that we would go to um, because there was a point in time where we were going with like pretty big groups, but Mm -hmm. then we kind of condensed down and we went to EDC one year and it was just us two. And it was like the best thing ever because it was like, Hey, I'm going to go see this person. All right, cool. I'm going to go see this person. All right, cool. Be back here at 10. All right. And then we'd get, it'd become, it'd get 10. And if like one of us wasn't there or whatever, it'd be like, all right, well, I'm not going to not see the person at 10 15 that I wanted to see. So I'll find them. You know, and then mm-hmm. you just kind of do that, and then you miraculously, with within a group of three hundred thousand people, find one another, and then just, or you just tell tag along. If there was somebody that I didn't particularly want to see, it was always cool because I trust your taste in music. So I'm like, okay, well, I didn't necessarily know this person or want to see them, but I kind of don't want to like not hang out, and then I, I know that I'm gonna enjoy who you're going to see. And every time that would happen, I would just be blown away. You know what I'm saying? Just cause I feel like your, um, impact on me as a producer has been cool because it's a, it's a pushing factor. It's a challenging factor. Cause I, I like certain types of music that you don't like, but then I like all the music that you like. I just don't really have the obsession with digging and finding new music. So it's always like really, really fun to me to hear like drive in your car because you play me some stuff that like i've never heard or go to a show with you just not even knowing the person because i'm like yeah well i I know that he likes good music and i know that whoever is going to play is going to just go off so i found a lot of my favorite artists through through you just through tail tagging along you know so yeah it's yeah the the digging thing that's like an interesting thing because you kind of are throwing all this music that a lot of people like, like other people like, it's like a mutual thing. And then you find some things that don't 
like really satisfy you. Like you were like, okay, this is, this is cool, but I'm kind of looking for something now. Mm-hmm. And I think any, anybody could really like relate with this, mm-hmm. with every music. So, um, my EDM kind of flow is kind of, I've gone in so many different patterns, you know, right. with different music. Well, you evolved. But the one that kind of made, was, became unique, like to me was, um, going from kind of the mainstream dubstep sound in 2016, 2017 to like more experimental stuff. Mm-hmm. Like I think the first couple of people I discovered was Space Jesus and Bleep Bloop, mm-hmm. just just pretty randomly. And then mm-hmm. it just went into this like, what the fuck is this? You know, like <laughs> it's like what, you know, like I felt like dubstep used to like, was supposed to sound like like just weird and yeah. different. And because it was weird and different where people just, you know, like wasn't really about it like mm-hmm. that I would show. But it made it even cooler because mm-hmm. when I first started listening to dubstep in like 2014, 2015, it was like in small rooms yeah. where like I remember you told me um like one of the first times you went to a dubstep show at the Nas Center, like you felt sick. Like yeah. you're like, fuck this. Yeah. Like um Yeah. So and I and I I think that's tight. Yeah. And and then dubstep got mainstream and it's like at main stages and like everybody's liking it. Right. I'm like, okay, now this is it's not, not cool. it's not yeah, as cool anymore. Not cool. Like when you start seeing just regular regular people start moshing and stuff, you're <laughs> like, you're just doing this for for the intention. Like you like you're doing this because everyone else is doing it. Like it's you know, it's just and it's exciting. And I don't blame them, but it's yeah. like you're not doing it because you think this is artist, like an artistic right. cool thing to do. Well, and then I think that's kind of the thing that I, and again, I, I don't know if I just got older or if the music scene changed or a little bit of both, but I know for me, the, the desire to go to like festivals has really shifted because going to those festivals, I just wasn't enjoying the music as much anymore. Um, and it, a lot of it had to do with the people that were there and the environment and the people that I would want to see were like at a main stage or a big stage. And it would be like way too many people. And then I couldn't even like pay attention to what was happening or, um, I don't know, just things like that. I think maybe I just kind of grew out of it, but starting to go to those shows like in LA or like just small, smaller venue places where the sound system is just really, really good. There's not a lot of people, and you can tell that they're there for the type of music, not so much for the artist. I, I mean, obviously they're there for the artist too, but like you could just tell that they all like that type of music. And I got that atmosphere with house music, like the like people that actually like the the um, space yachts and um, those kind of things. And then same with like just the underground shows that you would take me to. What's the, is it like 16? 1720. 1720. Yeah. It's like a little warehouse. Um, It's just super dope. It's just like one room, two bars and an outdoor patio. But it's just, I I really like that environment. Yeah. It's like a, kind of like a, like a, like a brick brewery, brewery vibe. Yeah. In a way. Yeah. Which they, I mean, they had like, some like premium beers there which yeah. was kind of cool premium beers premium yeah <laughs> not that like unleaded shit <laughs> not that arco <laughs> fucking 35 cents for a gallon i was um because so like i go to 
Arco, uh-huh. just because it's like close by and it's uh-huh. like cheaper. Right. But the thirty-five cent fee is that each gallon? No, no, no. It's just it's just one. Little... It's just one because okay. you're using a card. Okay. They have cause... a fee for you to use your debit card there. Okay. Oh, so, like, because I was like doing that, I was like, "Am I fucking getting like? Am like I getting duped? Up. Yeah. And and I don't care. <laughs> like, is this what's going on here? Like, you know, like I had to make that distinction. Like, so yeah, that makes sense. Like, because that's what I thought. Too. What What's the why Why is Arco gas cheaper? Do you know? I'm just the manufacturing. It just must. They just get it for cheaper. I guess. I don't know the the big details, but but because like I hear people talking shit, like, well, I'm not going to go to Arco. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> yeah, like, is there really like studies that Shell or Chevron, Chevron. like have like your your engine is better? Like, does that's your car the, last longer? With that's what that they gas? say. That's what they say. Yeah, but, but like, we've always gone to Arco. Yeah, and I'm fine. Yeah, I've, and the cars are good. They're, no, like they're I make chilling. I make fun of people that that say that are like just strictly shell and all yeah. that. I was like, oh, you don't like being uh, next to poor people, <laughs> and then they just like they get all defensive and they don't know what to say. I'm like, hey, I mean, I'm just I'm asking the question. Yeah, I, yeah, I I never so I I've also heard that the gas lasts longer in your tank. Which I don't. Is there some sort of magic no, that's, serum? That's all on you. Yeah, like, like that's just you're because just driving. How far are you driving? Yeah, I think people that go ninety five tend to be more shell. That's yeah. my just <laughs> unbiased examination. <laughs> I, I I got no data, but I'm just thinking like you know. Do you think that when cars say that you need premium gas, you actually do need premium gas in those higher I think end cars? So. Like I th- I think the the engine actually doesn't start. Because really? there's like some sort of chemical, yeah, some sort of like, um, yeah, something in there that Bitches. just comes in there. And what and what good does that do? I mean, there's got to be some sort of ties with the gas companies. I think and it, these it's manufacturers. Just, it just it's it enables like that because the cars that do premium gas, it's like you know nice Mercedes engines and, yeah, and yeah. V8s and cars that have superchargers and whatnot. I'm not a mechanic at all but <laughs> i just assume if it's like a premium engine right. it needs premium. premium gas and i think it's something that probably could work like the the inventor could have probably did it without but like they're thinking like oh how can we make more money right maybe just that's what i'm saying there must be some tie to the manufacturer of the car to the the gas corporations hey if you put in premium engines in your cars and require premium gas we will then give you like some sort of a there is an incentive i guess but why would they charge um owners of those premium cars though more like to get that gas like shouldn't it be cheaper like if like they're like no they're making a deal no because we don't know that that's not like open to the public it's to the top yeah 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 that's just a uh, i wouldn't be surprised that would make sense because it's you know the gas industry yeah yeah, some something like Saudi Arabia is like, hey, we got, we got, <laughs> we got the good way that you can make the money. You make money, we make money, we all make money. They make no money. You didn't they want spend money. You didn't want our little boys. I know you Americans don't like the little boys. <laughs> We're cool with it. They're cool with it. We're cool with it. Fuck Arco. <laughs> yeah, Arco doesn't like little boys. Fuck Arco. What kind of uh, is that? Like a? I feel like I'm speaking in a Russian accent. Wait, oh shit, I, I, I need to re listen to it. But. Yeah. <laughs> we went a little 
They speak they or they, maybe Greek, I, Greek. I forget the distinction, but like Russian, I feel like they speak slower. But when I like try to do like, like I guess Israeli or like or um, <laughs> Ara- Arabic, that I'll just start. I'll try to speak uh, loud or faster, and I'll move my hands. Like it helps. Okay, yeah, but you need the visual for that, and we're not recording yet. But like it helps me. Like, <laughs> yeah. it, like it's, it's it helps me to make uh, better performance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you so. just sell it more. You're more invested. Yeah, and if I believe it, then the They'll listener believe will believe it. Exactly. Yeah. And you look the part too, so. Yeah, I'm there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that'd be interesting if I became an actor. Like, I could probably get in. So many roles. Yeah. I could do any sort of Middle Eastern. Could probably do Russian, Italian, Greek, Mexican, all the yeah. below the White. equator. <laughs> yeah. Asian. Hmm. Maybe Filipino. Yeah, you could. Yeah, you could probably pull off. <clears> if I had a bike, <laughs> the, you got the bike. Okay, well, we'll just you show, put you in. You, you show up to the audition with a bike. <laughs> so what's the what's the reason for the bike, sir? I'm Filipino. Oh, oh, I am Filipino. <laughs> this is my role for Chevron, Chevron gas, and it's just me, like with like seven people on my bike. All of them are eating soup. <laughs> Going through traffic. All right. So back to back to music. <laughs> Where? Um, what? What is your? So you? So you're done with? You're done with uh, your degree. You got your film degree. You no longer are doing film, but you're also kind of doing film because yeah, I worked on Big Brother and CBS for technical or two. One season for two shows. Okay. So like, it was like six months. As a PA? Mm-hmm. PA runner. Yeah. And so you kind of got a little bit Yeah, like did, the... I did what I was supposed to be doing. Yeah. <laughs> and I was, I remember, because I got the gig in September. Okay. So from pretty much when I graduated, like in June, July, up until then, I was just stressing hardcore. Like, I'm yeah. not, I'm like, I'm applying all these places, like not going to get a job like what is my reason in this life of my like just all these yeah. just crazy like over the top things of like but i was doing exactly what i was supposed to be doing right and i was in an environment i was back home where they're not charging me rent or anything right and yeah got the gig did what i was supposed to be doing and yeah and did that and but i was still like uh, but i could still like i i could just go back to i could try this music thing, mm-hmm. you know, so because and, and also too, like I know that I might be able to use my credentials for film later, right? So, so it's not, so it's really just I'm just getting another um, expertise, right? And so now you're going to Fullerton College, the same school that I went to, but you're actually finishing the program and not dropping out like that's your boy. The, that's the plan. <laughs> um, how has that experience been for you in terms of your schooling and education? like film versus audio engineering what's the is there anything like that stands out to you that you enjoy more about film or audio or is it all audio like you would choose all the audio over the film stuff well for film the at the time um learning all the aspects the the audio 
portion was actually ironically the part that like I didn't give a fuck about because I was like I'm not going to do this anyway yeah. like you know like because I had just when I was doing it I had no idea that I was going to be doing this so true I just didn't really see and because nobody care nobody there cares either about because the audio stuff. unless like you're going to go into it but when I was doing it it was like a general class mm-hmm. where everybody wasn't going to do audio right so it's like oh this is like the shitty thing that we have to do gotcha. and because also it was like kind of in a like a shitty almost like a 1970s like tv studio so mm-hmm. it just you know nothing looked cool or appealing or everything seemed old so like yeah so that part about film like i didn't really care about mm. um and then in audio right now it's it's definitely like interesting because you see the science behind everything and how everything works you mm-hmm. know like what because th- especially because i have a background in producing already mm-hmm. so like a lot of these things i know but now i'm finding out like what they actually are and then finding the history of how people invented these things mm-hmm. back in like the 50s and 60s which is fucking crazy yeah um it's just so much information kind of mm-hmm. like we were just talking about it's just like all this information and it's gonna take years and years and years to understand it but it's about it's weird because it's like it's a memorizing thing right to like take tests and to take quizzes mm-hmm. um but it's like you're it's structured so you do forget mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. it's like anything like taking a bio class that like, you don't really care for it's like you're just learning up until you got to take the quiz or test mm-hmm. and then most likely you'll forget it mm-hmm. so that's a lot of what that is um and the music theory is interesting that's kicking my ass <laughs> but it's more so from because i mean you know we're we're doing we're recording right uh this podcast during covid times mm-hmm. so the last two semesters like one and a half semesters has been covid mm-hmm. and it's been at home and it's sucked because it's you're this is something you want to be in a studio for you want to meet people you want to touch the console you want to set up mics and you're not doing any of that right so that part sucks is that like i know i've i had a gist of what it's like mm-hmm and, and now I, so now that. I could compare it. If I just started the program, I'd be like, oh, this is like, well, this is like what, what all is. I know. Yeah. So that part kind of sucks. But that's why it's like kind of good that if we have a console here, mm-hmm. we could just mess with things here. We could have mics. I, I could get experience. Yeah. So, you know. Yeah. That was probably my favorite part is the recording classes when you would set up for the studio sessions. You had to bring a band in. You had to mic place everything. You had to... Uh, get levels for the mics and then you just got to run the session so and when i ran the session so like i did i'm taking recording one right now but Mm -hmm. i took it i dropped it because covid because of covid i was like oh well you know it's gonna come back next semester so so i dropped it which i know i shouldn't have done if i could predict yeah yeah yeah. so i got so pretty much we did like half the class but i ran a, a session and i remember how stressful that was yeah just because, like, I didn't want to hear it from my teacher, and I just wanted things to run smoothly. And because you have to direct right. people, like, you're the head engineer, per se. Right. So when when it ran relatively smoothly, and it was done, and I did all, the, like, the, the procedures, mm-hmm. it was like, oh, It was like this weird, like, high moment. I was like, oh, Hell fuck, yeah. I feel fucking Hell yeah. badass. Yeah. And then it's like, you want to do it more. Because, right. like, oh, if I do it again, I'll be even better. And it's like... right that you get this confidence and you see see it on everyone else's face and the teacher tells you and yeah. and you don't get any of that right now. Yeah. So, yeah. That's 
such a bummer because yeah i agree 100 percent. and there's a good chance too that next semester it's going to be the same thing Mm -hmm. hopefully by recording three you guys are back in there because recording three you guys have to record an ep i think and then uh you have to kind of do a mix and then i think like the final is basically you setting up a project without like he's there behind you and you have to basically do everything from memory and there's like a he gives you like the cheat sheet type thing and that you study it but you just have to know how to do everything you have to create the project correctly to create the file correctly you have to like bus like a compressor to the master like you have to do like certain things that was stressful but yeah i i really wish i would have just finished the class i or the the program i think i needed like two or three more classes and i was just but i was so see i wasn't i wasn't mature when i was going to school you know it's crazy how much maturity helps you with just life and to me i was this happy-go-lucky kind of wanting to be an artist that's it there was no there was no dreams or aspirations of just being in music it was, it was like i'm gonna thing. i'm gonna be touring exactly and that's it there was no producing for other people mixing and mastering for other people doing a podcast like there was none of that it was just i'm gonna make music i'm gonna tour it and that's it so to me i was like i don't need any of those stuff i already got the education that i needed here i got the recording stuff i got the production stuff and i got the business stuff i don't need I think I needed like uh, theory, history, and harmonies, something like that. And I was like, I don't need that, which so stupid because like those would have been very beneficial now, having a little bit of music theory, having a little bit of harmony, and just, you know, whatever. It is what it is. Yeah. Well, you realize like what the program is there for, mm-hmm. you know, and I think some of it... um like that's I guess like this like that's innately um discouraging is like the the grading aspect to it, like the pressure yeah to do well. Um do you know all this information? Like do you like all this which I think kinda gets people to either drop out or to just to yeah. not excel or whatnot. Mm-hmm. But at at the end of the day you realize like, well that's like just life. Like totally. life there's deadlines, there's pressure. Mm-hmm. Um, you have you teams of do. people that depend on you, so it's really it's preparing you, right? You know, and um, and then you might fail, like you might, because I think one of it, like recording two or three, like if you fail, like do a certain if you don't do a certain procedure for the final like test or something, mm-hmm. then you're automatically uh, failed. Right, and you have to retake it. Yeah, so things like that where, um, I think for people that don't pass like they start blaming mm-hmm. you know like ah, oh, like man that wasn't fair yada yada but yeah. it's like you yeah. know but that was on you yeah and so. all you had to do was not do that one thing <laughs> yeah yeah what do you think so after after school and after all is said is and done what is something that you foresee yourself like wanting to do like what? What's your goals? What are your dreams and aspirations? For, well, I definitely for this? from from all this, it's teaching you to do a bunch of things. And mm-hmm. even now, like in this time now, than it was like maybe ten years ago. Like there's podcasts and mm-hmm. a lot of streaming oriented um, stuff. Mm-hmm. So I ideally, I would want to 
for myself be producing mm-hmm. um, music and then hopefully getting tracks out um, and then maybe the inevitability to actually play. Mm-hmm. But also I want to um, be able to record sessions to mix and master um, people's tracks. Like to have artists see me and see my work and be like, okay, I could send it through. And mm-hmm. then like they, I, um, he could um, tap this for mm-hmm. me. Yeah. And then also kind of like what you guys are doing, like just help with podcasts. Not If, if it's not just your own, help other people's podcasts. Mm-hmm. Um, I could assume there's a lot of people like from the last nine months, like starting podcasts. Yeah. And I'm sure a lot of them are super shitty. Yeah. And maybe not the content, maybe right. people have good ideas, but just this, the general um, idea of like how it should sound. And, right. Um, and then also like live sound mm-hmm. and just doing, so pretty much like just being, finding work wherever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like ideally having, finding, eventually finding like a set in stone job, such as like working in a studio that does, that, um, does overdubbing or something mm-hmm. or like for, um, like voiceovers, mm-hmm. something's, something set at least to get like a resume yeah. going and then maybe eventually start like my own, uh, studio. Yeah. You were, uh, there was a time too, and I'm sure this is still fully relevant, but there was a time too where you were really interested in sound design for yeah, like yeah, films really, and stuff. Yeah. Which, um, that's, yeah, I forgot about that actually. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's funny. It's like, Oh, the yeah, one thing. Yeah. The one thing. Yeah. No, that really, that, um, kind of, is like at the core of like why I started producing music yeah. is because um, I pin a point back to uh, EDC 2017 when I first saw, um, <laughs> uh, I first saw Space Jesus, Bleep Loop, and Liquid Stranger. For those that don't know them, that those names sound probably super ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I just had a profound experience of hearing like these like sounds I'd ever heard before, like in a live space. And I was like, man, I, w- I just want to make the recreate those sounds. And I still hear those like in my head all the time. Right. So yeah. And I've always been interested in like, um, dinosaur sounds and animals and transformers and all that. Mm-hmm. So I think with my, um, education, I might try to try to, try to break into that yeah which i'm finding out that i might have to get another bachelor's for Mm -hmm. which might not be such a bad idea right i think it's funny because i you know i just got back into school um in october and i was so so against it um when i was doing doing music stuff but then again just you know time goes on and and you adapt and you shift and you um evolve as a, a person and I'm just realizing, you know, how cool school is if you just really take the time to actually learn the stuff that's being taught, you know, because you can apply it to so many things and fields and and, and life. Um, So I think for you, having that um, further extended knowledge that people don't have, because, you know, you see producers and engineers and um, sound designers that just, you know, they get lucky. They're really good. They're talented. They just do it, you know, in their bedroom, get a YouTube channel, like whatever it is. But for somebody like yourself, who is 
is skilled, who is talented, who is determined, and then also has that um, extended education, you know? I mean, because by the time you're done with that bachelor's, you'll probably be, what, like 28, 29? I mean, your brain's already more developed than what it was at 20 when you were, you know, first getting into school and stuff. So it's like the, um, the attention span is there. Your desire to learn it is there. Your comprehension of things is there. And I'm learning that with like school now. Cause like, I didn't used to think I could read, but I'm like reading now. <laughs> and it's crazy. Cause like, I just, I literally, I literally pigeonholed myself and put myself in this box of I'm not a reader for years. Yeah. I've always said that and I've always denied it and I've always just, you know, I don't I don't read, I don't like it, I don't get it. I don't like using my um my creativity and, you know, whatever for for reading. I'd rather it be visual or audio, which it which I still do. But now just kind of having this goal set of I want to finish school. I want to get this degree because I want to apply it to music stuff. You know, I'm, it's a different route. It's, you know, digital audiences, but I'm still going to be using this for my, for my desires and my dreams and aspirations within the music field. Um, And so just having that foundation for why I'm even doing it makes me want to do it. You know what I'm saying? So Mm -hmm. I think for, you know, for anybody, um, that's one of the most important things that, you know, I'm getting out of this conversation with you is like you can do something that sounds good on paper or that might be feasible for finances or like whatever. But if your heart's not in it and if you don't truly want to do it, I mean, it's going to be one harder and then it, it's not going to bring you that the happiness that you think it's going to bring you. I think, too, an important thing while going back to school is <clears> – <throat> kind of realizing like your your bad habits right like you're just like okay there's certain things especially like not thinking about them like you know um i know for me was um you know probably like just the um going out and drinking or whatever Mm -hmm. or just having you know just having drinks at home and then just having that excuse to sleep in yeah just something simple like that where you're like okay well i'm gonna like these things discourage me from doing the work or like from paying attention. Right. Also too, because if those are things you want to do, maybe like you're going to, you have to have class, but then you might go out with friends. Right. So you're thinking about going out with friends. Like right. you're not thinking about what's, what you're learning right there. So it's right. like your priorities uh, get brought up mm-hmm. and then you realize like, well, okay, um, I got to, stop doing this, you know, mm-hmm. X and Y. Mm-hmm. And it's even harder when it's something that you don't want to stop doing entirely. Right. So like, if you're like, well, I don't want to stop drinking, but like in order to do what I want to do to be successful, but then also to do that, I got to totally minimize it and like not make it a right. thing to do. Well, and then you think about, you think about the people that are successful and, you know, just say, let's for, you know, uh, argument's sake, let's say music. I mean, the amount of time that you have to put into just music is so insane. And then when you have your friends saying, you know, I want to go do this, or if you have a significant other, hey, like over here, hey, you have family, let's, you got to do this. You got work too, because you got to pay the bills. You got to sleep. And then, you know, for yourself and myself, you know, we, we like to work out because we just, it's just 
something that we like to do and it's good for you. You know, it's not bad. So you have all this stuff that you got to do. You got all these responsibilities because we want to have significant others. We want to be, you know, invested and involved in our families. But then you tell yourself, oh, there's just not enough time to chase my dreams and, you know, pursue my, my, my goal. But like you said, but then you, if you just take a second to pause and say like, okay, well, what, what else can I, what else am I doing that I could take out of, of the equation that's taking my time and drinking, smoking, um, you know, I've, I've over time had to develop seeing my friends less. And when I do see my friends, I'm, I'm hoping that it's within scope of what I want to do. So like, for example, like getting together with friends and working on a song, even if it's nothing that that's going to come out, just the fact that we were working in Ableton, I can justify that time and hang out and maybe even have a drink or even have, you know, a, a joint or something like that, because it's still, you know, in scope, recording a podcast and like having a drink, it, it, it's, a, it's in scope. But kind of like you were saying, when you're just nonstop, you know, after class, I want to get a beer with these people or after, you know, work, I want to go out to, you know, the bar. It's just, it, it adds up and, and it, you don't realize until you completely remove it, how much time it's taken up. Yeah. And then, you know, being, and not like really being super disappointed in yourself when you see this reoccurring behavior, mm-hmm. you know, like, of like, oh, I said that I wasn't going to go out after work and yeah. I just did. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, I think it's good too to kind of like, you know, with yourself be like okay dude like you gotta fucking you gotta get on your your shit because like you you, if there's no real discipline you know from anyone else it's not like dad's saying you got to do this or your teacher Mm -hmm. then you have to do it right you know and that's that's a hard thing to do Mm -hmm. um but it's helped like having you know like um my lady like be like because like me and her are like at a really good place right now where it's like everything's out on the table and Congratulations. We're just, and we're just both like supportive, you know? Yeah. Good for you. Um, and that's helped. And, but because for a while, that, see, that's important because for a while I thought the me and what I wanted to do with, or her and then what I wanted to do were both um, exclusive from one another. They were separate. And I just didn't think like that it could happen, you mm-hmm. know? Like, it's like, well, you don't get what I'm doing. So how, but then I realized like that doesn't matter. Right. And that, like the joint um, experience, it just makes it all better and worth having. Yeah. You th- you Do you think that going through what you've gone through of um, trying to separate the two, significant other, and, you know, just say your goals, do you think that through that experience it's led you to this place of where there's a happy medium or do you feel like they are now kind of like, one is it still kind of separated for you or is it kind of like well, one well it's always going to be separated because she just you know like she just yeah she's just not in the same world view as right. i am like mm-hmm. with a lot of things and i could kind of interpret what it means to me mm-hmm. just for her to understand but not but she can't really have the same um, emotional connection to it uh or passion for it yeah and that's okay yeah. And for a while I I didn't think that was okay. 100%. And it just took a bunch of, you know, crash and burns. Yeah. for that to 
make it apparent that that's that's all right as long as um as long as like what i'm doing is gonna go towards like our like me and hers goal like, mm-hmm. in life right as long as like this isn't just a um a uh like a a hobby mm-hmm. you know that this is leading to somewhere so. right so are you an advocate of two people being able to be in a in a successful long-term relationship doing two different careers you know like where you got your one thing and she's got her one thing but then at the end of the day you know you guys come back and almost it's almost just like coming home as long as it's not detrimental. Yeah. So if like one person's like an actor and mm-hmm. the other person is like a, I don't know, like a traveling salesman or something, mm-hmm. um, and they're both away, right? They have their both times where they're at home and then they both have to go off and on. And if it's like this mutual thing, if yeah. there's no like resentment, yeah, then it could definitely work. But that's but that's a very hard scenario for right. most people. So if it's like one person stays put and doesn't do, have that life mm-hmm. and then the other person does, then it could be tough. Yeah. But then a lot of times you don't know that until you go through that road. Right. Which, you know, I could only speculate cuz like I I'm not traveling and she's not traveling or anything, but there might be a time where that one happens. of us might do that, but Yeah. I know that's come up in conversations with with me and my girlfriend cuz you know, again, I'm not 100% fully engulfed in the idea that I'm going to be a touring artist, you know, in at any given time, you know, soon. But <laughs> I'd be damned if I was given the opportunity and I would say no. You know what I'm saying? Like if I if I get that opportunity to tour or like whatever, travel to go work at a studio or, you know, just things like that, I'm I'm going to do it. And so I know um within our conversations it's just been you know, like, hey, like, especially like time away, for example, like right now I'm back home and we're not seeing each other, you know, nearly as frequently. But to me, it's just been kind of like, well, this is a good indicator of that. Like we can have a successful relationship. We just got to be creative and we got to really spend the time that we do get together. We just, we got to take advantage of it. You know what I'm saying? And, and kind of like you were saying, the ups and downs, the crash and burns of um, the distrust that we've had early on in the relationship have pretty much, I mean, obviously there's, you know, obviously times, but it's pretty much completely diminished um, to where I don't think she's as worried about my whereabouts (laughs) um, when I'm not with her, because I think she sees how much I'm doing that doesn't even involve other people like it's just me at work it's just me at school it's just me doing music with music friends and and podcasts and whatever so i think that's kind of lend itself to my advantage because it's like oh well he's just you know orient or driven for what he wants to do and like i i think i think i I don't know if i could speak for her but i think she likes that about me and then you know with her she has her career going she's killing it she's doing it and I'm like sick because while she's doing her thing, I can now be doing my thing, which to me is like, I didn't really ever think of having that. It's funny how, you know, things just happen. But um, I, I, didn't, I, I didn't really think that one person having uh, a career and then me doing what I'm wanting to do would necessarily work. I, w- I, I was thinking like more so, and this is just my, my young mind thinking this, but I was like, oh, well, you know, if I'm making money, you know, just come along, you know, kind of, kind of deal. But, you know, it's, I think it's a case by case situation. 
And not to say that that wouldn't work either, but kind of like what you were saying, like I like, I'm really like happy with where my, my relationship is currently at. Cause it's, it's allowed me this, um, room for creativity and it hasn't taken it away. It, being with her doesn't feel like a distraction anymore. Where at first I was kind of scared that it was going to be. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. Um, being in a, cause I have the similar thing where my lady, she is in her career yeah, and like, I'm still like kind of figuring you know, it out, catching up. Yeah. <laughs> Me too. So it's, and cause that's not, you know, cause the, the prior plan was I graduate, I start, I start mm-hmm. my career and that's what it was. And then she'll catch up. And then, you know, we had all these goal plans and goals and everything. Yeah. And now that's flipped and now it's like the opposite. So now it's like become this pressure to actually like be able to land like a, like a, a set stone job. Yeah. So it's kind of scary because it's like this, like, oh, like all eyes are on me. Like, yeah. And there's the, that kind of impulse of like, it's not fair, you know, like all those things. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But then you realize like, it's good because like, you know, this is the pressure you need. Yeah. And this is a pressure that you might not have had if you were in, if you were 21 with no girlfriend right you might just be like eh yeah i don't really like this anymore i'm gonna try something else yeah yeah yeah. so so yeah kind of like you were saying like at our maturity now like this might be the best time to do this well and i think seeing people like a um like a joe rogan for example or like or somebody who um just hit their stride really late in life not really late in life but later than what the the culture and what the industry kind of makes it out to be when you're hearing about like a justin bieber getting signed at like eight years old you know what i'm saying like when you have those two extreme comparisons it's kind of nice to 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 see that because it's like well just because i'm I'm not where i want to be now doesn't mean i can't get there and i think thinking about music as a more entrepreneurial um endeavor now instead of a completely artistic completely creative thing um because because i see it as i have creativity and i have this this talent but i also have like the mind to like want to help others and i think that's what i've developed in my maturity it's not geared on me anymore before it was just me i want to tour i want to sing i want to rap you know it's me 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 and now it's like well that's not so much working out but it's also not where my heart or my head is at either it it's i want to help developing artists i want to like get music out i want to be able to record people i want to be able to produce people and and things like that and i think that through that kind of route it might even open up some doors for me in the future like who knows but um i think my mindset has shifted from my my selfish reasons for wanting to to do this kind of stuff to more of like what can i do for myself through helping others Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. So I think even just having that change in mindset also even sets me up for more success because through others' success, I will then succeed. And and my goal is to make others succeed. You know, like I I really do want to help others um, put their art out. Well, and that's someone that people would want to follow, you know, like just thinking of yourself um, starting to learn all this. It's like you want to... You would want to find someone like who you aspire to be, yeah. Like for help or someone to look up to, yeah. Um, 
And I think it's an insecurity at first for a lot of us, like to think like, oh, why would anybody want to follow me when like I'm still figuring it out? Yeah. But kind of like you were saying, like at the initial idea was like artistry and like, well, the plan is I'm going to be this sick artist. I'm not going to even have time. I wouldn't even want to share my secrets to, you know, people. Totally. But then now it's like, you know, like you, you it's like you found this treasure chest that you want to just want everyone to have a hand in. Right. And now that you learn more, which is kind of strange to think like when we learn, when we knew less, we thought the information was more valuable, mm -hmm. even though like we just didn't know all of what it was. And now mm -hmm. that we know much more, like, oh, you know, it's... It's almost like finding, like, the initially finding w what good sharing is or mm -hmm. what good, like, goodness is, like, how good it feels. And when you first see it, you're like, oh, I just want this to myself. I want only me to feel this. Yeah. Then you, when you find out that it affects other people, like, you're like, oh, I want to spread that good feeling to other people. Yeah. So. Yeah. So that's hopefully where, like, I get to, too. It's hard. It's still hard for me to see myself as a teacher because, like, there's so many things, like... I still want to figure out. But, yeah. Um, I think that just yeah. comes with time. I never, again, I never really saw myself in this position either, but you, it's funny cause you were actually the, uh, precursor to that whole thing. Cause I pretty much took you under my wing before you even started school. Yeah. And I remember showing you dance music like way before you even into dance music and to see where you've come from, come from starting off to like now and um just being able to like hear your demos and hear like all the the works that you put out on your instagram i mean and seeing the seeing you actually use your cinematography degree in your posts on your instagram has been really cool because some of the stuff that you do it's very minimalistic it's very simplistic um but then it completely coincides with the type of music that you're making and to me it's very original and that's something that i didn't have when i was putting stuff out it was very generic i made a song and then i tried to put some cool visual to it but it was like a very generic kind of visual it had no it had no purpose and it had no depth to it you know what i'm saying and even though your songs don't have any lyrics and stuff from them so far it's like there's still like stories to be told within the visual that you're that you're placing and now that you're putting in audio and there's like little skit aspects to it or little storytellings it's like now that creates a whole nother depth to your to your music so you know i'm i'm really excited to see um where this takes you because like i've told you before um i just think that you're super super talented and i know i sound biased because you're my brother but i think from where I was at when I was, how long have you been producing for? Say like four years? No, like two and a half. Two, <laughs> two and a half? When I was at two and a half years into my production, I mean, I was trash compared to you. You know what I'm saying? Just that comparison. And I know it's not about where you start. It's about where you end up. But just knowing that and then seeing your drive and determination. And I've been at it for probably about six years. I mean, I can't wait to see where you're at in six years, you know? Um, so um, 
to everybody that's listening and who likes weird experimental bass music who but you don't always make experimental bass music i've heard some of your songs that are super super mellow low-key vibey lo-fi stuff i mean so i'm not even going to pocket you into just experimental bass because it wouldn't yeah. do you a service it's it seems like i um that yeah it's like there's gonna be some bass music kind of a mix of like halftime like stuff like ivy lab and to some more generic like dubstep like rhythm like tempos mm -hmm. but then it's like i have this melodic side that it's like i guess kind of lo-fi like like definitely lo-fi aspects, but just a little more punchier, a little more energy. Right. But you and you've always had that though, because even back in like high school when you would play the guitar, like you gravitated toward really cool melodies and lead lines. So I think that has just I think that's just part of you. That's just part of your DNA. You know, is just having that musical side to it. I don't think you're ever going to be able to get away from that, which is great because that's. I think to me, when I listen to bass music and I, th and I listen to those experimental guys, the ones that I like the most are the ones that not only have the greatest mixes and mix downs and mixing and mastering and crazy sound design, but the ones that have like the musical elements into it and have that like emotion, you know? Um, so I think, I think you're going to be super solid with that once you, I mean, in six years, thinking about like all these tools and knowledge and education that you're going to have plus just experience of just making tunes, you know, mm. you just got to keep pushing forward and keep putting stuff out. Yeah. That's what I kind of am realizing. It's like, well, I just got to get things done. Yeah. That's and then a, that's so you could part. start and then you could start learning. Um, and it's been nice doing videos because it's like, Oh, well I want to kind of, Cause it's almost like I'm writing to the videos in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. So it's like, well, I want to post something. So I got to kind of like cut it up and then just finish it right here. Right. So it's kind of been a productive kind of, kind of feel. Yeah. <sighs> Excuse me. Yeah. Well, um, and then you just got that new laptop and then that has the, um, uh, final cut pro. God, people are so like, just dumbfounded when I told them how much it was. Yeah. $3,900. People were like, what? Like, what are you doing? Why? Like, they're like, I bought, you know, I, I paid like two months of rent for like that much. Yeah. Like where they bought old cars and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, you know, it's you got understand. some speed. <laughs> or, I've to, or to some people, I'm like, well, I just want my porn to be really fast. You know, <laughs> you have no idea. $3,900 porn. It's fan. Fantastic. Fantastic. You feel like you're there. I don't even need uh, virtual reality. Gosh, you come on the screen, it doesn't stain. <laughs> stainless, stainless uh, screen. It's a come-free screen. Only only, only four-year-old Chinese fingers can make that work. <laughs> <laughs> it's the best. Yeah. It's the best quality. I, uh, I'm in love with my iMac. We've been staring at it this whole yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is our first. This is our first podcast recorded on the new uh, iMac, and I think it's going pretty well. That's so far, yeah. She hasn't crashed once. She hasn't glitched at all. I mean, I don't even hear the fan. Mm -mm. No, this <sighs> is probably like just. It's probably taking a nap right now. I know. Oh, I love it. We'll see once I put all my plugins on there and stuff. <sighs> 
Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> and, yeah, yeah, just stopping in the middle. Yeah. But I think, well, that's what it's made for. Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to break her in and give her a, I haven't produced anything since moving back home. It's just been so busy. But now that I kind of have the setup in here, I think uh, I'm going to start getting back into it. I have I, I wrote like two songs back at the old house that I want to finish and just put out. Um, and then I think I'm going to just scratch everything that I was working on because it was it was like all that hip hop stuff, which I kind of I, I think I don't know if I talked about it on the podcast, but I just kind of like shot for the stars, you know, like I was just like, I'm going to be a rapper, <laughs> which like which you were it's, trying. You were it's trying. fine. It's fine. You know, like good for you, yeah. like for for giving it a go. But I'm just a way better producer than I am a rapper, you know, and I can write. And I think it's given me an insight into rap culture. And it's given me the ability to hopefully work with a lot of rappers in the future because I think that's something that I would like to do. But I think I think I'm just going to start busting out some tunes and um, maybe even just sending them to people because um, I just think I'm way better. I'm I'm way faster at producing than I am writing because there's there's things that I want to say in in my songs that like it's 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 hard for me to get the point across in a three minute song. It's almost well, like you, I just got to write a book. Well, you're probably, you know, just like analytical on your music. I'm sure you're even twice as much crazy on, on listening to yourself rap. You're like, mm, let me just, you yeah. know, pitch it up this way. Yeah, or, and it's crazy because I'm not a good singer, so I got to edit it a lot. I don't hit it in one take, so I got to edit it a lot. I get frustrated, you know, because you think your voice the same way you think like a sound's gonna sound when you bounce it and then you go listen to it in your car and it doesn't sound nearly like what you thought it was going to sound like. It's like that with my voice. Like I'll just, I'll wrap it and then I'll, I'll, I'll be in the booth and then I'll walk around and then go listen to it. And then it's like, dude, what the heck? I didn't, and I didn't you, say yeah, that. And then all the time to re-record it. It's crazy. It's now you probably dumb. have an idea of like what Jacob was going through. It's like, he's like, oh, I yeah. just, I can't, I can't do this anymore. I can't like sing like, you know, yeah. like his own, which granted, I think like, I mean, he was a good singer. Yeah, but at the so. same time, he has—he's playing his guitar, and he's like, "I'm not going to be able to do that like right. live because that's like yeah. I'm going to have to perform it live." Yeah. So, but it's kind of the same deal, in, like with him and just becoming a guitar- guitarist instead. You know, like just do that. You know, for, that's going to be my thing with like producing. It's like just just stay in your lane, and as time comes, because like who knows? Like later on down the line, I get a vocal coach or like whatever. Like who knows? you know, might happen. Or again, I might be able to just ghostwrite for some people. Cause I think I can come up with pretty decent rhyme schemes. I think I come up with pretty good, like content, you know, as far as subject matter is concerned. Um, and there's people that can't write out there that are really good rappers and really good vocalists and they're willing to sell out and I'm willing to take the money. <laughs> so yeah, you know what I'm saying? Too. Like, win win. They get famous, and I get the royalties. I think I asked you this before, but um, are you and uh, Charlie um, thinking about doing like sketch ideas or like or you know? I like we some like just other forms of content to put on your yeah, page. Yeah, we want it. We've well, obviously, we've it's an ongoing joke because it just hasn't happened. But we want to start recording video just for the podcast obviously so we're gonna get a youtube going and then um we want to do like studio session stuff where we just have like a a time where i go in there and i you know 
either produce a song or I'm mixing a song and you know I kind of show like mixing techniques or recording techniques like things like that um and then as far as like content is concerned like we've talked about like doing like a TikTok and stuff and doing like just little short like videos it's just really hard to like get together when he's in school I'm in school we both don't live with each other anymore um so it's just it's more of a time thing I don't think it's like a we've we've never said like yes or no to a thing i think we're open to ideas but um but yeah i i've i've wanted to do like sketch stuff just even for promo like on a on our instagram you know something to post that's kind of like we did that stupid little thing of me lifting weights and him you know eating the chips mm-hmm. you know back in um things like that but if like thinking about um like comedy things with like podcasts like what if um like you could do something where like you know you're setting up and then charlie comes in and and he's just like quiet and you're like dude like what what's going on with you i was like i don't know man i was like what like something happened today it's like fuck like like what i I don't know if i want to tell you now or on the pod you know like yeah like you know and then like like you say it and it's like he's like describes like oh i had to kill my grandma or like <laughs> yeah or like just something crazy we're like what are we yeah. recording yeah like, <laughs> or just so, or like yeah something like that where it's like outrageous or yeah i'm just, i'm down i'm down to write it or maybe like you it. guys like are in the middle of a pod and like the pizza guy's here and like he like he pops in and, <laughs> and like, we have a hey, podcast man, with the yeah. Yeah, like, hey man, Dumb my car broke down. Like, could I come in while you guys, you know, while the, the gate, uh, AAA comes in? And he just has these crazy like pizza stories or something. <laughs> um, I'm not against any of those ideas. Well, and it's gonna be different too once we have that room. You know, it's gonna be it's gonna be way better because we're just gonna have the the space for it. We're gonna have the table set up. We're gonna have cameras. I'm, ex- I'm excited. Yeah, yeah, for Quinn to leave. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> Jokes. <laughs> God. Yeah, I just can't I'm wait. A, for, I'm a cry. Yeah, I just can't wait for her to get married. Just can't wait for so him excited. to take her away. Yeah, I'm so excited for them to start their lives out of this house. Yeah, just like I'm gl- I'm oh, I'm happy to talk to them twice a year. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe see them at Christmas. Yeah, what's her name? <laughs> was it was it Stephanie? Laundry? <laughs> oh man. Yeah. yeah, but I can't wait to like spec it out. Yeah, to me too. Like, okay, like once it's completely once, empty, once everything's gone, <laughs> um, um, yeah, and then when you guys see the oil that's on the ground, oh yeah, 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 and I get to I'll I'll exp- expose that a little later, <laughs> but um, you know, there's a reason for that oil, um, but um, I think a good a segment would be like eventually uh-huh. like have because you guys have said like oh we want to interview like just random people yeah that have um sig- like just significant stories that are only to them like maybe right. like a like a amazon driver or something right. like they have a amazon story yeah um so like being able to f- eventually f- like get like a list of ideas mm. or like of like all these and be like i think it's like I think this is interesting, but like this guy has a crazy personality. So like like a Jacob or something like yeah. he's gonna go off on. So like finding those people, that'll yeah, be, that'll be cool. Yeah, that'd be interesting. I'd be down for that. Because I mean, I guess that's like in the if like Joe Rogan had that, that'd be kind of 
boring because it's like yeah. they like the the scope is so high. Yeah. But like for people like us, like I'm sure like your listeners, it's like people that work these kind of jobs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I want to get I want to get interesting people on here that aren't necessarily like famous. You know what I'm saying? So I think that would go well. Well, because what this pandemic has shown is that like famous like especially like celebrities like they just they're just meaningless to yeah. you like they don't matter no so i think hopefully like the culture kind of gets accumulated to like well like let's get back to just you know what's on the surface not what's on the phone you yeah. know just seeing you know who did this and whatnot what that shit's fucking boring what you know? do you think <laughs> with the given currency of our like world right now where what do you, what do you, what are some things that you Lauren Roach would like to see like done better or like what what's something that like you notice from like humanity or from the people around you or whatever what's something that you wish that you could either offer advice or maybe what would you change is there is there anything that like comes to mind well, what I've kind of been paying attention paying attention to lately is like censorship. So seeing um like a lot of pages, a lot of uh specifically like right winged or like conservative oriented people say certain things on Twitter and getting blocked and mm-hmm. kind of the culture getting to um to where it's okay to just banish certain types of speech. Mm-hmm. And I just don't think that's okay. Like mm-hmm. I, I'm re- I'm a true believer of like if something's very bad or offensive, it should be spoken, mm-hmm. you know, so we could, so it could be out on the table. And so we could just, we could judge it to be not good. And mm-hmm. that's that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just, and I also see a lot of people being too safe. I think mm-hmm. like I miss people just saying outrageous things like at work or just mm-hmm. things that maybe be taken out of context Mm-hmm. But I just I I like for people to attempt to like I like that being done. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think I guess I would want people to just you know lighten up, chill out a little bit more, and just and then also too like I think what's unfortunate with like not a lot of comedy movies I think because a lot of that's taught us watching old movies like that or shows and stand up it's like taught us to that you know it's just different ways of thinking mm-hmm. where i think most movies now or shows like they're very it's to the script like it's like okay we can we could only be on this network if we abide by these rules and it shapes like uh, public perception mm-hmm. and i think we have enough uh knowledge now that like this is what media is doing. It's trying to predicate a dialogue or its own narrative, and I think we're smart enough to realize like we're not about it, mm-hmm. and they're only doing that to make money. Mm-hmm. So we should kind of take it on for our own skin to just know what we want to know is right. Mm-hmm. And it's just funny when like the the overall uh, morality is being taken from you know like late night shows. Mm-hmm. You know, like Jimmy Fallon or whatnot. It's like, that's not what I believe. That's not what you believe. But like, apparently this is what we're supposed to believe. And I don't think that's okay. Yeah. So I think, I guess to answer to your question, I think the world is in a kind of 
bridge of internalizing and then seeing in the mirror of like what really is okay and how we've been bamboozled. So I think hopefully like people just wake up and kind of start doing things they want to do. Yeah. All right. Well, on that note, I think we'll end it there. Thanks for filling in. Thanks for coming on. (laughs) Thanks for coming upstairs and talking with me on the microphone. Um, When does your song come out? It comes out next Friday on Spotify, Apple Music, and SoundCloud. And if people want to find you on the internet? On uh, Instagram, uh, Loro Sounds. Okay. And I have a Twitter, which I'm not very active on because it's just kind of annoying to be on Twitter. Yep. So yeah, just go on Instagram. Oh, TikTok too, which I don't really go on to, but I just still upload that stuff because... Oh, do you? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, the other day I got... um, this kid asked me Ableton questions. Oh, really? Oh, cool. This kid's like, I mean, he's like, at least maybe like nine or 10. So at first okay. I was like, oh, I don't know if yeah. I should be talking to this. But then it's like, oh, but I mean, that's kind of cool. Yeah. Like he's, so like I just answered him and. Maybe he's like the next dubstep Justin Bieber. And you yeah, can just he's like, shout me. I might yeah. be the beginning chapter. Like, yeah, you know, exactly. I asked this, you know, Loro. Yeah. Man, what he thought about how to, you know, transfer. You could be Scooter Loro or Scooter Braun. Is that, that's. That's Justin Bieber's his manager. Manager, right? That found him on he YouTube. Manage this kid. Yeah, just yeah. This kid's a star. <laughs> Trust me, his voice will get him to the gates of heaven. Just through dubstep. Just through dubstep. What do his do his bass music? So um, yeah. So. All right. Well, Loro Loro sounds on Instagram. Loro sounds on Twitter. Loro sounds on TikTok. Yes, and then also uh, at Parker. Uh, Nemo, yeah, I think it's Nemo. I forget his it's, so his DJ name is backwards, but I for, I keep forgetting. Oh, so well, I think it's he's Nemo. tagged on your on yeah, your, and like check out his his cover art. art. Yeah, his shit's really cool. Yeah, so. well, I'm sure we're gonna get him on here too because I was trying to get him to do a logo for the podcast, but oh, he actually sent me some oh, specs. Really? I totally forgot. Oh, really? So I'll show you. I'll show <laughs> no, like today he just sent them. Today. Oh, really? That's so I'll, hilarious. I'll, I'll show you. Cool. Later. Yeah, but um, thanks for coming on here, and uh, we'll be sharing the song for you. Because I dig it. That's one of my favorite songs that it's you've made digger. so far. Yeah. What's it called? It's called Think. Think. All right. Well, thanks y'all for coming in. Appreciate it. We'll see Charlie probably uh, next week, hopefully. He's not even going to know that we did this. <laughs> no. This is behind the lines. No, this is the, we did this behind his back. He's like, what were you doing yeah, what for you those doing? three yeah, hours? Gonna, he didn't answer your phone. Yeah, we're just going to post this like now, and then uh, he'll just see it. Like. You should just post like <laughs> and like in the synopsis, like Austin and Ch- Austin and Charlie talk about, you know, his alter ego is Loro. Yeah. <laughs> Loro sounds. Wow, his voice sounds really different. <laughs> he actually looks really good today. <laughs> did you lose a couple did pounds? You brush your, <laughs> did you actually brush your teeth? <laughs> you shaved. You shaved. He did something. Oh, you're just a little shorter. It would be funny if you were recording this too and, and like Luna was here and I'm just like just petting her like normal. I, I kind of miss having a cat. I get a I get a phone call from his mom saying she's proud of me. Yeah. <laughs> Keep on going. You're doing great, sweetie. Doing great. Just wanted to say I love you. Hope I see you soon. My favorite son. <laughs> Stupid. Yeah. Well, we're going to get one. Oh, yeah. We're going to get one. I could get any any time. Really? Okay. I got kitties on tap. Um, January. Got pussy I'll do, on, I'll do, I'll pussy do. online. Got pussy on the tap. Do you want a pint? <laughs> do you want a 22? 
because you're saving a dollar. Like you're saving like six bucks actually, realistically. <laughs> All right, we're gonna cut it here. No pussy talk. All right, don't go to Arco. It's thirty-five cents extra, but it's one fee. I know, and I, I'm gonna go there probably tomorrow. Yeah, I already filled up. I'm good. <laughs> All right, y'all. Take it easy. Have a good week. Peace. Peace.